Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 18th. What did we learn from last night's big primary results, both for Democrats and Republicans, in this critical midterm year as that marquee Pennsylvania Senate race hangs in the balance? There were primaries in five states yesterday, coast to coast, but nothing was receiving the attention quite as much as that Republican Senate primary in the critical battleground state of Pennsylvania. Now, as you know, This ended up at the end of the day being sort of a three-way contest between the celebrity doctor Mehmet Oz, who has Trump's endorsement, David McCormick, former hedge fund CEO, and Kathy Barnett, who is a conservative commentator and author and sort of had her candidacy fueled by many in Donald Trump's MAGA movement. Now, she's running very clearly in third place here and didn't appear to be quite as much of a contender as perhaps some of the pre-election polls suggested she would be. But clearly she had impact because we are now looking at a race between Oz and McCormick, where Oz currently, as I'm recording this podcast with about 96 percent of the vote in in Pennsylvania, Oz currently has about a 2,400 vote lead over McCormick out of more than 1.3 million votes cast and counted so far. So this is going to take a while, folks. And both Oz and McCormick clearly are trying to put their best spin on a race that is going to take a while to have resolution. I want you to hear a little bit from each of them. First, Oz. So we're not going to have a result tonight. When all the votes are tallied, I am confident we will win. And now McCormick, courtesy of WPIX. And, uh, and tomorrow, right now, we have tens of thousands of, of mail-in ballots that have not been counted, but we can see the path ahead, we can see victory ahead, and it's all because of you, so thank you, Pennsylvania. So how are we going to get resolution to this race? How are we going to know which of these candidates claiming that they're going to be the ones who will emerge victorious is right? Well, we are waiting for votes in some key counties with substantial populations, such as Delaware County and also Lancaster County, where there was an issue that was discovered yesterday morning on primary day with some of the returned mail ballots where the scanning code was misprinted and they need to be remarked today and rescanned so that the scanning machines can actually read the ballots. This may be true of some 22,000 ballots. Now, we think about 14,000 of those are Democratic ballots, but still 8,000 Republican ballots in a race this close obviously is going to have impact. And here's the reality. There is a law in Pennsylvania that if the margin between two candidates is within 0.5 percent, a half a percentage point, as it clearly is right now, it's now a 0.2 percent race, it triggers an automatic recount. So. Listen to the acting Secretary of State, Lee Chapman, on CNN earlier today about the process forward. The unofficial returns come to me on Tuesday. We'll have a good sense Tuesday and Wednesday whether or not we're going to have an automatic recount in, in Pennsylvania. As for the Democratic contest, John Fetterman won handily. He had 59% of the vote and he was victorious in each and every one of the 67 counties across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. 
Unfortunately for Fetterman, he had to absorb that victory from a hospital bed where he had a pacemaker and defibrillator put into his chest yesterday. His doctors, through his campaign in telling the public, have indicated that he should be on the path for a complete recovery. In the governor's race, on the Republican side, Doug Mastriano, state legislator who was an instrumental member of Donald Trump's post-2020 election lie cadre of state lawmakers looking for ways to illegitimately reverse the results of the election. He is a 2020 election denier, and he is now the Republican nominee for governor in a major battleground state. And should he win the governorship in Pennsylvania in November, he will have the authority to appoint the secretary of state who has oversight over the elections process. So, This is going to be a key governor's race to watch throughout this entire year. As for Donald Trump's scorecard, you know, looking at the candidates that had his backing that won or lost, that's probably less important, not for Donald Trump, of course, but in terms of our politics overall, than looking at the fact that every Republican running and in contention, whether they come up short in second place or whether they won their primaries last night, they're running as Trump Republicans, even if they don't have his backing. He did not back the winning candidate in the Idaho Republican gubernatorial primary. His candidate, Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan, lost to the incumbent Brad Little. He certainly didn't win in that North Carolina House race with Madison Cawthorn, who got ousted from his seat in Congress because of this Republican primary, where the entire Republican establishment lined up against Cawthorn. He had a big victory with Ted Budd, the Republican Senate candidate in North Carolina, who he got behind. And we are waiting to see, obviously, if Mehmet Oz can actually seal the deal, and that would give another feather in Trump's endorsement cap. But the reality is that Trumpism is very much how all these candidates are running on the ballot. But what did we learn about the Democratic Party in these primary results? Well, we learned with that big Fetterman victory that sort of an unconventional candidate seems to have appeal, at least that, that is what the voters on the Democratic side in Pennsylvania voted for. But we also learned that there is some life to the progressive wing inside these primaries. In a western Pennsylvania congressional district, the 12th congressional district, the more progressive candidate against a more moderate establishment Democrat is ahead. It's a very close race, but Summer Lee is currently ahead. She had the backing of Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and out in Oregon, Kurt Schrader, the moderate establishment Democratic incumbent in the House of Representatives, he had Joe Biden's backing. The president got involved in this primary, his first primary endorsement of his presidency, and it looks like he may come up short. We don't have all the votes in yet, and we haven't made a projection, but his progressive challenger, Jamie McLeod Skinner, is well ahead, and the progressive may come out there too. So Democrats are having an interesting conversation as well about whether or not they are putting forth nominees who are going to be too progressive in a general election context or may complicate the image that Democrats are trying to portray broadly in what is undoubtedly going to be a very tough 2022 midterm political environment. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.